Oh, Gail Sayers? Gail Sayers, Gail Sanders. I remember Sanders probably because I'm an Eagles fan. But hey, what's up, everybody? What's up, 302 Birds community? We are currently live with Gail Sanders, my guy from 4th and 2 John. You can follow him right now. Uh, He's got a ton of great content, and he's one of the co-founders of 4th and John. I was asking him earlier about how he became an Eagles fan, but I think it's just better if he tells you guys himself. So without further ado, Mr. Saunders, Sanders, Saunders, 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 <laughs> yeah. Mr. Saunders, tell us about how you became a Birds fan and uh, what makes Fourth and John Fourth and John. Um, you know, first of all, uh, I, I was like, you know, I, my father named me after, uh, you know, uh, Gail Sarris, the Chicago running back. So I'm like, I'm gonna be, you know, I'm gonna be a Chicago Bears fan because, you know, the the Bears when I was a little kid was like they were super. They were, about to win the Super Bowl, I'm like, I'm I'm riding with the Bears. I bought a Bears jacket. My dad was like, Nah, son, we ain't doing that. Uh, he made me take it back. <laughs> Meanwhile, I live in Connecticut, so I'm I'm really I'm, I'm wondering why my dad is making me fight for the the birds. And then um, you know, Randall Cunningham became a thing, and I, he was just I just loved him. And I, uh, he ended up getting injured. He breaks his leg. Somebody sends me an anonymous package with a broken leg. Uh, uh, of a Randall doll, and uh, I'm crying as I open the thing up. My dad's like, "What's what's wrong, with you son?" I'm like, "Somebody sent me a doll in the mail, Randall Cunningham. They cut the leg and it's broke." And I'm like, "Who would do this?" And my dad's like, "You know, I'm crying." He's like, "You're an Eagle fan, son. You are an Eagle <laughs> fan officially." So, ever since then, I've been fighting with the fighting for the Eagles for so long. Um, so, it's been a thing, and now it's my my passion has been. Uh, is is driven? It's it's made me even a little little bit more crazy these days, but still the same fan. Crazy. Well, what's cool I think about that uh, is how you just kind of grew up as a passionate fan, like every Eagles fan. You know, everybody has a different story about how they came here, but on Sunday we're all on the same team, and that's the beautiful thing about Eagles fans. You know, we all come together on Sunday. Uh, and we all, you know, root for the same team, and we all get passionate. That's the thing about Eagles fans. We get crazy, and uh, he said it to me when he came in. He was like, yeah, you guys are crazy, and I was like, thank you. That's like a compliment to Eagles fans. Like, thank you. We are crazy. That means we're passionate, but uh, I mean, without further ado, Jackson, is your uh, is your mic working? Can you uh, give us the honors tonight, are you thinking? Let's hope it works. Birds community, you guys already know I'm super excited to invite our guest tonight, Gail Saunders. It's Saunders, right? Yep. Cool. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure I would say it's right. No relation to the running back at all, but uh, do you like that? Let's start off with that. I mean, that's one topic that we wanted to talk about tonight. Take it away first, our guest. I mean, do you think that Miles is the future? Do you think that it's kind of like a disposable position where we can put guys in and out? What are you thinking? I think Miles Sanders, in theory, right? I mean, the guy who can break a run from anywhere. If I was there at uh, Buffalo when he ripped that game open um, with that long run, you know, you know, last season, you know, broke off three runs, what eighty plus yards. I mean, 
in theory, you'd like to think he's the guy, uh, but can he? Can he? Can his body hold up? It's it's really not his skill set. It's more about his body holding up. We talk about getting him twenty carries, getting fifteen carries at least. Um, you know the the time that he you know he he had a couple games this season where he stacked up some yards, and we're like, yeah, this is the Miles Sanders we we hope uh, he, he 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 becomes and is, and then he gets injured again. So the fact of the matter is like we have like the Wu-Tang of backs and you, you got it. You got a Boston Scott, you got Gainwell and then you had Howard. But like at the end of the day, I was, I was just having this conversation the other day. I'm like, I would technically like a three down back. Like, so everything looks the same. Like, you know, when you have backs coming in and out, every single back kind of has their, you know, flavor. So defenses can key on some of these things. Um, having a nice three down back, I wanted, uh, you know, uh, Javante Williams out of um, that who went to uh, the the Broncos. I was like, yo, if you just bring in another guy, like I, you know, like that dude's a dog. Like and pair him up with Miles Sanders. I don't know. I, I, my my thing about Miles Sanders is, is he going to see that second contract with the Eagles? I'm not sure. That's facts. That is facts. And I love the I love the dude. It's just a matter of. Will yeah. he be here? What do you think in Declan? Like from an outside opinion, like a Giants fan, what are your thoughts? I don't know. I think you'd hit the nail on the head. Is he worth paying all that money if he's going to get injured again? I mean, and you have Howard, you have Boston Scott, you have Gainwell, who's proven to be really good. Is it worth paying all that money to one guy when you can get the job done with three other guys with uh, not as big contracts, at least? I mean, you'll... You'll probably end up paying uh, Gainwell a lot of money down the road, but I don't know. I don't think it's that worth it, especially if there's a suitor out there for him next season. Not sure when his contract's up, but uh, to me, yeah. it's like Josh always says: Do you you got to think twice about paying a running back a lot of money because you're not going to get as many years out of him as you would, you know, a player at another position, and that's just you know. A fact of the matter. It's 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 tough trying to pay a guy like that who's already been so injury prone uh, when you're trying to rebuild your franchise a little bit. Yeah, that's facts. Uh, what are you thinking, Jack? Yeah. So hopefully you guys still still hear me. Hopefully that's all good. We we're um, good. We can hear you. All right. Yeah, I will say we were at the bar earlier, me and Dalton, and Dalton was uh, making sure he spelled, he pronounced your name correctly. Dalton. Yeah, I was bugging <laughs> out. I was like really nervous. I was like, "This is fourth and John." When I tell you I've been following you since like 2014, bro. Before this, like you're a big deal to me. Like oh, come I on, was man. really really nervous before this. I was bugging out. Jack's right. I was like, yeah. I want to make sure I pronounce my no, name we're, right, like everything. We're all yeah, crazy Eagle fans, man. He yeah. was asking the fucking bartender, "Hey." How do you pronounce his name? Like, I don't want to say it wrong. I'm like, dude, we're back. Uh, but more so on Miles Sanders, as we talked about it on Sunday uh, during the game, uh, I thought he was the guy. Um, but as we all said, he's very injury prone. And right now we have really three good running backs. We got Howard – or four, technically. We got Howard, Boston Scott. I know his contract's up at the end of the season. Um, and then we have Gainwell. Um, I said I think we can breathe Gainwell into a great running back, um, uh, but I don't think it's worth spending all that money on somebody who's an average running back. Yes, I say average. People may hate that, but um, the fact that he gets injured a lot is it's not worth it. We have these other two, other two running, other three running backs that we can use, utilize. So, yeah. 
That's facts. I mean, Jack, why don't you take it away first with this topic? Uh, what were your post-game takeaways? Because obviously, I mean, until the second half, this was a very depressing game. But, uh, I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, I was very upset about um, how they played. Gail, you were at the game, right? Yeah, quite depressing uh, seeing yeah. it live yeah. in uh, uncut. Yeah, no, it was. <laughs> yeah, why don't you tell us about it? Like, why don't you start? Why don't we kick it to our yeah. guests? How did you feel? Like, you were you were firsthand at the game. What was it like watching it there at uh, Raymond James Stadium? Yeah, I mean, first first and foremost, uh, you know, we were out there tailgating. Um, usually, that sets off the mood. Uh, everyone was worried about like the wind and the rain and everything. It wasn't that crazy. Uh, you know, shout out to Darius Slay's family. Um, his mom and his his wife showed up to our tailgate. Yo, so, that's dope. So that was cool. She she hung out. She she was supposed to come to a home tailgate a couple weeks ago, but her son got sick. So she just shouted us out. I was like, I'm showing up. I was like, Oh man, this is not the tailgate to come to because we're <laughs> we're we're doing this on the road. But she showed up and she was a real one. But uh, overall, I mean, we had a great, great, great tailgate and then headed into the game. The vibes were there. Eagle fans were going ape shit. I mean, they were really psyched after this game. And, you know, just right off the bat, I think uh, Brady came and sliced and diced uh, the defense. And, you know, it, it just it started to go the wrong direction. And I, I felt like Eagle fans really just were dejected. Like, I, I was there for the probably the – Three years ago, when um, the DJX uh, beat beat us over top, and I sat like probably like two, three rows over, and I'm like, I'm sitting in the same section in this last L that we call. I'm like, this is the vibes are not good, uh, but there's a difference between Bucks fans back then and now. They have a little edge to themselves, hold themselves chest out high. I was like getting heckled by some grandmothers. Um, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> But it was definitely that that one pick that um, Jalen Hurts threw, and then all of a sudden it started raining. I was like, man, this is not a good sign. It's over. It's over. So, yeah, it was very tough to watch. Yeah. I mean, and, and like, in my opinion, going to this game, I was expecting a lot more than what what came out of the game. But, I mean, we've talked about it previous shows. We've answered, the like, the, the naysayers. We weren't supposed to be in the playoffs this year. We weren't supposed to be as far, have a great record as we did this year. Um, so that's a positive thing. But at the same time, the birds did not look like they were all there. They literally, I think, I honestly think this was the their their worst game they ever played. It just it seemed like leading up to this game, like they had, you know, everything gelling, everything gelling, and then fucking hurts. There was a wide open. We're gonna talk about it later probably. Devontae Devontae Smith was wide open on that slant. I think mm-hmm. blew that. Wide open throw to Devontae Smith through a pick. Like, he just didn't play the greatest football uh, that he's played this year. And, yes, he is the first-year quarterback, first-year quarterback in the playoffs. Um, but I expect a lot more than than what came out of it. But at the same time, there's nothing to lose because we have so many first-round picks coming our way. So I think hopefully in the offseason, Howie Roseman makes good decisions in the draft. Um, and that we take off. I mean, I'm excited with – I was happy with what they did this year, um, all in all. It's going to be an interesting year. I mean, my post-game takeaways real quick is we got our ass handed to us. I'm not going to lie. Uh, if you watch the game, you talk. We got our ass kicked, and it was embarrassing. 
But I mean, hey, this team's young. We weren't even supposed to be in the playoffs. So give us some time. We got three first round draft picks. We're going to make it happen. I mean, I hate to say this, and you guys are all going to laugh at me, but in how we, we trust. I mean, I oh. think that we'll get three first round studs this year. I think that it's amazing uh. in the first place that we got to where we are today. I did not think that Jalen Hurts was it going into this season. And then, I, I mean, that playoff game was pretty bad. I mean, should we just talk about the elephant in the room? I guess, yeah. We'll get into our next topic. But, like, is Jalen Hurts the right guy? What are you guys thinking? Anybody can take this away. Um, I think if you're going to ask his teammates, you're talking about a guy who came in a locker room last season and kind of won over his guys. When you, you talk about him – his leadership and his, his uh, ability to get these guys to follow his lead. It didn't start when he was a starting quarterback. It started building his relationships and the trust in the locker room. I, you know, him being t- super tight with Quez Watkins. Look what his relationship off the field turned to on the field. Um, you know, talking about Melada, talking about um, what Jalen Hurts means to him and how uh, he, he – to him, he's QB one, and his the way that he carries himself, like like some people might, you know, you talk about this team going seven and two at the back end of the season, um, on that little run, and like getting into the playoffs, getting a team to uh, a four win team to go to the playoffs the next season, you know, it, it takes like it's not something to la- it's it's not it's not not something to just like. You know, smirk at it's something that you you gotta show respect. Um, but I, I get I get it I get it from the standpoint of saying he's not a perfect passer. He's not a pocket. He's not developed in the pocket yet. Um, we saw some development earlier uh, later on in the season. You know, we saw the heel clicks. We saw the mechanics a little off. You know, forgetting to you know get his eyes downfield. Some of those. Uh, Things that we saw early on in the season reared their ugly head during the playoffs. Um, and again, we saw Kyler Murray have a bad game. Quarterbacks are going to have bad games in their first playoff games. Been, you know, it's it's just a matter of right now. Do the Eagles want to develop around Jalen Hurts, a guy who's going to make what one point nine mil next season? Perfect QB money. Perfect QB money. Um, you got the three first round picks. The guy has the locker room. Do you just build around what you've developed this this whole season? I think it's something you you have to try and do. Um, but I don't trust Howie when he says uh, he's the guy because I feel like you know if if there's a, the right trade is right trade is there. You know they 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 were looking at Deshaun Watson sniffing around him. Um, they've always talked about Russell Wilson. I mean, if if you look at the Tom Brady effect and you like, hey, if we could get Aaron Rodgers somehow and every other players like Devontae Adams want to come and play. Like you could l- l- easily turn things around. And but I, you know, for I'm not going to speak that into existence yet. I think you have a guy, a, ch- a cheap quarterback, on a rookie deal. Let's uh, let's 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 fill some of these holes, and uh, get the draft work. Get the draft working. You made a really good point too. Like if we could get Aaron Rodgers or somebody like that, I don't even know if I would want that. Like, and I'm going to be honest, like, I would, but, like, <laughs> next year is what I'm saying. What? Yeah, it's crazy. I know. I know your reaction is crazy, but, like, it's like I'm looking for the next 
franchise Patrick Mahomes. I want a dynasty. I'm not satisfied with one Super Bowl. Gail, tell me, are you tired of hearing Cowboys fans say, I got five Super Bowls? Be honest, bro. Uh, you know, because it, it's a it's a laughing matter because, like, anyone who's in their 20s has never seen a Dallas Cowboy Super Bowl. So, like, when <laughs> you had, like, a Zach Morris phone or, like, you know, check out what the cell phones look like. I mean, VCR tapes were around. Like, don't tell me about anything about watching the Super Bowl because I get it, man. Like, we are Super Bowls current. You know that's that shit is still shiny, glossed up. You know I, I I've I still riding the high. So like I'm not a, like when Cowboys say that like we talked about them being bounced in the first round and they did. Like we we all collectively thought, hey, this Cowboy team has potential. And now you know little pieces are getting picked off. Maybe Kellen Moore might be get gone. Hopefully, or you know uh, Quinn might be out of here. You know. They've had a lot of pieces that work. It's just their whole vibe did not work, and they got bounced, and here we are. Yeah. No, I will say, we talked about it earlier. The Cowboys fans are super sensitive about everything. Like, we – I don't know if you um, – there's honestly trash talk on Facebook. <laughs> we kind of just talk mad shit on the Cowboys. Yeah, me and Jack <laughs> are, are nemesis in that group. Yeah. You want to believe, like, it's all – it's 90% Cowboys fans, Gail. You would love it. They all talk mad smack, and we just literally like me and Jack are nemesis in that group. Like they hate us. They hate yeah, us. Yeah, they get really butthurt about certain things. That like, oh my god, calm down, dude, relax. Um, we don't we we know how to place a ball, make sure the line judge touches the ball before we start the game. You know what I mean? Um, but Oof. after, uh, I mean, in all seriousness, the like what? I said the Sanchez. Look at him. Oh, God. No. He's wearing Steven Nelson's number. Oh, Jesus Christ. That guy. <laughs> what fumble and all. Oh, Jesus Christ. What a guy. Why is why is Mark Sanchez this graphic, Dalton? Because the Cowboys fucking suck. One more playoff win than the Cowboys. Cowboys fans. It's not funny because you guys suck. It's just really funny because you guys suck. And, like, that's the best <laughs> part. Like, you guys really get butthurt about it, and you guys are like, we had five Super Bowls. Bro, I wasn't even alive. I wasn't even a salt in my dad's mind then. Like, facts. Like, I was just chilling. I don't even know what I was then. But, like, literally, Cowboys fans, you guys haven't won shit in 20 years. Why are you talking? Why are you getting angry? Because you guys are jealous. You guys want to know what it feels like to win the Super Bowl in the past five years. It's a great feeling. Like, uh, my guy right here, he's smiling because he knows that feeling. We well, I mean, the – it's the, a like the old heads can be like they can live in that those memories. Cause I mean, when Jimmy Johnson was doing his thing, he was doing his thing, and like the fact that they got rid of that man's, um, I was like, thank God. Like he was, I mean, he had that team riding on. Um, they 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 just had some ballers, man. They just you know had like Deion's here. They had like some real ballers. Now, uh, they've just you know kind of like fallen to the wayside, and now they just live on those memories. But you know, here we are. And they've been dead, though, since, like, 1995. I was born in 1998. Jack was born in 1999. Look at him. Shut up, Gail. I know we're young. We're young. Shut up. We're striving. We're trying to do our best. Hey, man. Hey, you you guys are the the new breed. You guys are the ones that have to carry us and pick up the torch. So that's why I'm here to represent with y'all because you, you guys are the next. 
Hey, and that's the beautiful thing about Eagles community. I just messaged this guy. This guy has 30,000 followers on Instagram. This guy has 30,000 followers on Instagram. If you aren't following Fourth and John, follow it. It is the best thing since light spread. I swear to God. Um, I've been following this guy since 2014. He was posting the OG memes, um, and he, he, he hit the nail on the head. We're the next breed. We are going to carry the torch. And that's hey, the part about Eagles Nation is we all love each other. We all react. Like, you just go up to somebody and you're like, hey, I'm an Eagles fan. And immediately it's like, cool, what's up, you know? Hey, when I'm in a nursing home, I want Dalton, I want you to feed me Jello. Like, I'm like, remember that time I went to your podcast? <laughs> you want the like, replays, too? Like, you want, like, the highlights of, like, whoever's the QB then, and then you can talk shit? Like, we yeah, re Record this shit. Like, this is the receipts right here. I'm like, you said you'd feed me Jello, Dalton. Um, <laughs> it's true. These are, these are facts. Uh, that's the beautiful part about Eagles Nation. And you know what the beautiful part about Eagles Nation is? Hey, Dallas sucks. This is true. We can all we can all collectively agree Death on that. Taxes in hey, Dallas sucks. I mean, you gotta love let's, it. Let's just address the Dallas fans in the room because I know that they're watching from that NFC, you know, East group chat, and they're like, you know what? Hertz had a terrible playoff game. All right, that's my best country accent. You guys are terrible. Let's just address the elephant in the room for all those in the NFC East group chat. Stay around, watch. We're gonna talk about our own mistakes. Play on the left could have been a touchdown. Play on the right was an interception. Uh, Declan, we'll start with the outside opinion, Giants fan. Bro, I mean, what were your thoughts on watching this game with these two plays? I mean, look, man, it it's very similar to another game that we saw earlier this year and a few games we saw earlier this year. I think, you know, I chalk it up to nerves or whatever you want, but I I don't I don't think there's too much to take out of it other than that he had a bad game, you know? I the Bucks defense is very good. Like I think it was one of the most underrated this season. I think it was super injury prone, which is why it got slept on. And they they played up to their to their best. But obviously, I mean, Jalen missed some looks, and that's going to happen. But I wouldn't think that's you know too big of an issue. I think that's something that can be coached and fixed because we've seen it happen this season. And I wouldn't worry about it too much. Is what I'm trying to say. I think. If it happens again next season, that's a different story. But this season, he, I think he gets a little bit of a pass. What are you thinking, Gail? I mean, you watched this game firsthand. What were your thoughts watching these two plays? Because immediately when I saw the play on the left, man, I was going crazy. I was pissed. Well, I think it's, it's something that we've been seeing all season. Like, you know, his eyes getting downfield or getting to his, like, second to third read is where he kind of falls – uh, apart, you know, and I think the way that teams are trying to, uh, you know, defend against the Eagles, it's like take away their, their best option. Uh, you know, our second and third wideouts aren't going to like, you know, terrorize you. Um, you got two men over top, you know, they, they were having their way. It was like Burger King, man, with, with us. Um, so I mean, for, for, for Jalen, it's now, it's, it's now where he's got to start throwing with anticipation. Like some of these throws, like I was talking about, the elite quarterbacks will throw you open. So let's – I mean, I'm not going to say he can't get there, but I'm saying this is the kind of traits that you want to build your passing attack around. Like, like you know, he, he's, he's throwing some guys open during the season. When, he, when, it, when you see that, you're like, yes, this is like what we need, but it's like we need consistency out of um, him in the passing game. And if I'm a, if I, if I'm a defensive um, unit – all I'm doing is taking away 
I'm I'm taking away Devontae Smith and I'm making you beat us with Rager or 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 Quez or I'm taking away your two best options and, and I guess you just saw how predictable we were. I mean, you went up in against a an elite coaching staff, an elite team, and you saw how we got we got pantsed. We did get pantsed. We did. <laughs> did get you pantsed. guys go into the game too? Like you guys got tickets and everything, so you saw it like firsthand. This play on, like this play right here, for example, uh, with Devonte Smith and the pick, like on the right. Like what was your? Like you went into the game and everything. Oh me? Oh yeah. Like this play on the right. Like I mean. This like seeing this like were you upset like were you like understanding because he I was list I, I was I was in the left I was right that was right in front of me oh really so, so it was just like you know this is the one on the interception where um uh, Trey Thomas actually did a good breakdown on this play uh, where he, he he was saying that the issues could have been with the protection now you could have took you you could have taken. Uh, they could have done a slide protection instead where you had Boston Scott. He had to block the, the man on the, the defensive end on the, uh, the edge rusher on the right-hand side. Instead of, you know, if there was a different protection, Boston Scott could have easily just blocked to the left. Instead, he went right, and then the guy that caused pressure was from the, the left. So, and then he threw the pick. But it's, oh, man. It was tough. It was really, so, really tough to watch. I mean, Jack, so, you watched this. What, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I think I, I'll, I'll answer this, and then, then I'll have a question to ask Gail about the game. Um, anyway, I think this game, this these options he had wide open, um, he just didn't seem like he was himself. We've seen him be a really good quarterback in the in the uh, before the playoffs, and every decision he made in the playoff game just didn't make sense. He had wide open receivers. Even uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman were saying, "Why aren't you going Devontae Smith? Like he's wide open every time." Which I was surprised because the, the the Bucks know that he's one of our key receivers on our team. Why aren't they covering him? He got open when he needed to be too, and Jalen Hurst just like kind of blew it. Um, so I just think. You know, in due time, he's going to form into a good quarterback, make better decisions. Like we all said, first playoff game on a big stage, um, especially against the Bucks. Um, so I think we can do a lot better next season. But, Gail, this is a question, and we can all answer it, uh, from one of our co-hosts, Josh. So he said, in your opinion, what's the big, bigger issue right now? Hurts passing or the fact that this has been an issue – since freshman year at Bama, and still really hasn't gotten better. Can we trust Hurts to become a better passer this offseason? Because he really hasn't been in the past six years, even though it's been an issue his, his entire career. I, I, th I think um, when it comes to Jalen Hurts, you, know, you talk about going back to all those uh, years in college. I mean, how many offensive coordinators has he, has he had? Um, you're talking about continuity and consistency. It would be nice to have a consistent – playbook for him to like know where the back doors to all the uh to all the uh you know or the you know have all the answers to the test like brady's offense he knows where all the escape routes are he knows where to go uh, give him an opportunity to 
being the same offense two years in a row with the same man calling the plays, um, that could that could work wonders. I mean, one of our own Eagles quarterbacks, one of the best in the history of, of this team, Donovan McNabb, kind of like alluded to the same thing. It's like you have a you have you have the guy that you want to build around. You have to give him time and be patient. Like again, we know what he can do with his legs, and that, that's one thing that like ninety percent of uh, I mean, I say maybe five percent of QBs in this league can do. So they can't do what Jalen does with his legs. That's one thing. But as a as a passer, like we're, start looking at the mechanics. Like if he's if he's on a three step, is he doing a a five step? And with his arm, you can't add an extra step in and be late with the throw. Like these are all things he can work on. Um, you know the whole. Th- I you know I was talking on our show about like. There's a saying, trust the process, right? He this this has to be Jalen's thing. Trust the pocket. Um, because there, there there's just opportunities for him to step up and keep his eyes downfield and let it rip. I mean, you know, we know he can move, um, and but he does have to trust the pocket. So once he starts thinking, you can see it in his feet. You know, we, we saw we saw Wentz when he was thinking too much with his feet. Now and now Hertz is, you know. He he got he got nervous a little bit. Got a little shook back there. Yeah. No, and I think uh and let me get, move on to the next topic. But I think Hertz kind of held on the ball way too too much this mm-hmm. last game. If you see all these core quarterbacks like Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, um who else? All the big name quarterbacks in the league, they get rid of the ball pretty quickly. Yeah. Well they and, hang out in the pocket until they need to. They're not going to essentially run out. You know what I mean? That's a good point. Yeah. So, I mean, if he can learn that, I think it's going to be insane how much he changes from college to now. Yeah. Uh, but there's another thing that I was I want to, like, you know, reiterate is, like, you have a quarterback, young quarterback, not a, a polished passer. Uh, you have Devontae or out guy junior. Uh, you have – Rager um, doing it, kind of doing his own thing. <laughs> Quez flashing some, uh, you know, some ball skills out there. He'll come up with some solid catches there. Not a super nuanced as a route runner. So team that up with a quarterback who's developing as a passer, and your two and three aren't, you know, they're not super developed. Uh, it's not, it's just a, not a great recipe for like early success early success against solid defenses. Like, it's, I think they're very easy. Like, you get a Devontae Adams or some veteran wide receiver across from Devontae Smith. Now Devontae becomes – could be your 1A or whatever, or a, a, a wide receiver 2 to a Devontae Adams. As you um, Now you're working with – it's all about the matchups against, you know, what are your what are your – Wide receiver two and wide receiver three going up against like a Devontae Smith against this their team second corner, he's eating up that eating that up all day, you know. So, uh, we we I just you know we I, that's why I'm really adamant about getting a veteran, um, wide out, approving. Right. So that was kind of a good transition. So let's talk about the free agency right now. Um, there's a lot of key players, big players, um, that we might get rid of and that we may need to resign or sign on to our team. Uh, what do you think? Shout out to the background, too, Jack. Give me a shout-out. Yeah, this back, Dalton worked real hard. 
Gale, I don't know if you remember, like, you know, remember Backyard Football? Yep, Backyard? Backyard Football, yeah. Yeah. So this is the uh, graphic that Dawn made up, and it's really good. Um, I, I, So this is kind of a good uh, example of what we got and what we don't got. Um, so thank, thank you, Dawn, for working on this. You worked your ass off on it. <laughs> I love you, Jack. Attaboy, Thank you. Doll. That was the most beautiful thing you ever said to me. I might want to kiss you after this, but <laughs> our restricted and our unrestricted free agents, like on the left, we got Singleton, we got Greg Ward, we got B. Scott, we got Nate Herbig, and then unrestricted, we got Jordan Howard, Derek Barnett in the back here, Anthony Harris, Rodney McLeod, and then uh, Steven Nelson. I'll kick it off real quick, guys. I'll be real quick. Here are the guys that I want to keep and a quick synopsis why. I want to keep Singleton because he wrote, broke the single-season record for tackles this year. I want to keep B. Scott because he's the New York Giants kryptonite. I want to keep Greg what Ward because we can use him as a wide receiver five. I want to keep Jordan Howard because he can pound the ball up the middle. I want to keep Anthony Harris because I don't think we're going to get another safety next year unless we draft one. I want to keep Steven Nelson because I think at worst he can be a good slot corner. And I want to definitely keep Rodney McLeod because I think that this team is passionate. Nate Herbig. Uh, Derek Barnett, you guys can walk. I'm sorry. Who else um, take it? Interesting. I, don't know. I mean, it's like, do you really want to pay? How much? How much is uh, Stephen Nelson going to demand? I mean, like, one when you can go to the draft and scoop a like maybe a, a sauce gardener. Um, I mean, because you got it, you paid Avante, right? So you, yeah, you, uh, Darius Slade is is locked up for a little bit, so. You know, can you afford to throw more money at a, another corner or can you hit the draft and, and get your starter right there? <clears throat> I mean, Steven Nelson, he, he, he came on. Uh, he was he was definitely very uh, serviceable, uh, reliable. Um, I just reached out to him like a couple weeks ago. He sent us a, a DM to our IG and I just saw it like nine weeks later. He's like, hey, we'd love to partner with you guys on some like NFT stuff. And I was like, Bro, right. I'm so, I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I was like, I, I, I just saw this message, and he's like, he's like, he would just liked it, and I was like, damn, bro. Gail, so <laughs> let me ask you this, damn, bro. Let me ask you this, Gail, and this is. We'll keep going on with this topic, real brief. How did you get this like well known to have a pretty awesome NFL player DM you? Yeah, tell us a little bit more about Fourth and John. Like that was one thing we want to talk about. We can get back to the free agents in a minute, but tell us about like how Fourth and John started, where that came from. That was definitely something that we definitely want to talk about for a little bit. Uh, me and my boy E, uh, you might uh, know him as E Rock on um, all socials. Um, I was a, a draft analyst at um, NBC Sports. Um, I had left, I left there, and then. Um, and then uh, I decided I really wanted to get more involved in podcasting because podcasting was just budding. But I was like, you know, we decided to like give, you know, give Eagle fans a little bit more closer look at the team that they love and just a more just like boots on the ground because we're that's who we are as Eagle fans. I'm an analyst, but I'm like, I'd rather be a fanalist. This is more fun. Like I, I could, you know, uh, doing like mock drafts and having people. Uh, threatened to kill you over your selections is kind of stressful too. But um, so we just did this podcast and it started started growing. Uh, shout out to my 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 guy Prime there. 
Uh, and it's just a, a lot a lot of Eagle fans just we all came together, um, started tailgating, started going to a whole bunch of events. Uh, the Super Bowl run was a big part of um, building our brand. And just a lot of uh, really solid Eagle fans that have all come together. And uh, now it's like, you know, tailgates have been a, a thing. Like, you know, you have random Eagle players show up or like Eagles president will show up. And uh, we had Randy Moss, Charles Woodson, Harold Carmichael, Quinn Michael. Uh, just a, a uh, wait, make that face again, Jack. Hold on, look at this face, Gail. You gotta put that, you gotta put that hand on your head, like you had a like, uh, Ross Tucker, uh, Kyle Brandt, uh, Dr. Oz showed up two weeks ago, three weeks ago, <laughs> and I, and we served him a cheesesteak. And we're like, and then we didn't know he was running for all, all, he's running for Senate or something, yeah. And we're yeah. like, we, we. We don't know his politics or anything. We just like I know Dr. Oz from like Oprah or something. And then next thing you know, we're getting hate messages and people are calling you fraud. And like what what like I don't even they're like I start Googling stuff. I'm like, okay. I was like, maybe all right, I'll delete that post. But it's just <laughs> that's the whole thing with a lot of stuff that we do. It's really random. Like um and I, I encourage Eagle fans. I was talking to Dalton earlier, I'm like, you just show up. If you want to hang out and be a regular and next thing you know you, you come every week and people send their family members or you're i'm down in tampa at a at a at a, at a tail or we threw a party at some random place um you know are we rolled into tampa and then the guy's like i'm i gotta find a place to throw a party this place is like hey we'll give you this 300 seat audience thing then we have, throw, have at it with the stage i'm like how much does it cost they're like oh it's free i'm like free what the so Jack, we gotta go to Tampa next year, bro. We gotta just rob the yeah. He knows what's up. No, so I mean, but it's it's about like you like you, you can't like some of these things just happen. So like it's about getting out there and doing things and like connecting with the community. And then you know we hooked up with Philly Sports Trips on at their tailgate the next day. It was like pep rally. And then the next thing you know, you're talking to you're talking to De Devonte Smith's family and hanging with his family. And so I'm hanging out with his mentor and just, it's, and you, you get these like opportunities because you're there, like you're always out there boots on the ground. And I'm, I'm getting to talk to his mom about like, Hey, as a Eagle fan, we really appreciate what Devonte Smith means to us. Yeah. Um, it's just, uh, just uh, like, he's just been a gem of a, of a, of a person, a player. And then you're like, you get to tell his dad and mom, like, you know, we, we just we thank you for making him. Um, giving birth. Uh, super swaggy. Mom is cool. Out. Um, uh, we. I mean, you just have these these moments. Like we were out in Canton, we met um, Brian Dawkins' wife. Um, we were, we had a sign, and I'm just we're running around Canton, and Brian Dawkins' wife is like, at the end, she's like, he's like, baby, where you get that sign from? And I'm like, oh, we made it. And then she's and I'm like, Connie, Connie Dawkins. And then next thing you know, she's like, come, come hang out with the family. I'll get this signed. And you have one sent to us. So my boy, he had one sent up. We sent it to Brian Dawkins. Now it's sitting in his, it's sitting in his, uh, his, his gym now. So what? Brian, Brian Dawkins came on a podcast like three months, uh, two months ago. Um, but th th like I said, all these 
things happen when you go travel when you're you're That's there. The part about Eagles community, you're so yeah, right. Like, and, and Gail, let me ask you this: So, how long did did this take you? Because one one issue we are worried about is blowing up as a brand new podcast. We are one season deep. Um, Dalton's like kind of stressing out about it. Like, I'm like, dude, calm down. Like, we got this. I know it uh, takes time. How long I mean, did it take you to get to where you're at now? Well, before I started this, I was doing my own my own like blog for like seven years before that popped, and then I ended up. I mean, I got stories, man. So I mean, the fact that uh, I, I was telling people, I was like, one of these days, I'm gonna get to NBC Sports, and then. The the, uh, the guy that was running Roto World at the time lived in my building. Went to a Christmas party, and the guy was like, "Hey, what do you do?" I'm like, "Hey, uh, uh, write for my own blog called Skinny Post." And the guy's like, "Skinny Post, I've heard of you." And like, I model a lot of my, our content after Roto World and kind of putting out stuff like that. And he's like, "I I run Roto World," and went out for drinks. And next thing you know. Month later, I'm a draft analyst with NBC Sports. So I mean, it's just these these things happen again because yeah. you're putting yourself out there. So it's you're you you guys are just being genuine, being yourselves. That's really important. It's it's really about being really authentically who you are and uh, just putting out authentic content. Like if this is who you are, people get it. Like again, first time I saw your thing, I get how crazy y'all y'all are because. You guys have the look in your eye. Can you see? Yeah. You, you you get it. So I mean, so it's all about finding your tribe. So like a lot of a lot of when you connect with Eagle fans, um, like I remember meeting some people, and I got all this like confetti. I'm I'm getting confetti at the Super Bowl parade. I'm like throwing like bags of this stuff. I'm like, what am I gonna do with this? But I you know I, I started sending out bags of green stuff, not the real green stuff, but green confetti. <laughs> Green, green confetti, and then yeah. just mailing it out to people, and then I, I linked up with all these Eagle fans, and a guy will show up to your tailgate, and like, I was shout out to my boy Benny. He's like, dude, you, sh you just, you didn't know me. You sent me a bag of green confetti, and now he comes like all the time, and it's these are the kind of authentic relationships that, you know, I hope that you guys continue to, to grow, and it's all about being there. I know Dalton asked pr prior to the show, he's like, hey, can we just, bro, just show up, and then. It's you. You start meeting people, and this is really what it is. Like, if you really want to do this stuff, um, uh, you know, if you if you uh, if you build it, they will come. So, if you're not out there building it, don't expect to. Um, you know, don't expect for anyone to come if you're not building it. You know. And and Gail, transition into our next topic. I mean, I wanted to use this graphic. This will be our last topic of the night. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Will Howie fuck us after all? Uh, we'll kick it to the Giants fan first. I want to give him a piece to say this. Give an outside of him. What are you thinking, Declan? And will Howie fuck us after all? I mean, look, I don't want to sound like Salucci here. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to beat a dead horse like like Salucci. Shout out to him. Uh, but I don't know, man. I could really see it going either way because he's so hit or miss in the draft anymore. It's like. Dude, I don't. It's like Malata hit. It's like everybody in the late round hit. Everybody in the early first three rounds miss. It's like, yeah. wait, it's what? Exactly what it is. I don't and know. What do you think, Gail? Like from like uh, an opinion. Let, let, uh, 
Okay. What were you about to say? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I was just going to say that's where you have to hit. You know, that's where you, that's where those are franchise turning players in those first couple rounds. And if he can't figure that out, I don't know, man. I don't see it ending well. I think, um, I mean, you do have to give him props for um, getting us a Super Bowl a couple years ago. Like, I mean, that's one thing that you like. And I think what, what has happened and transpired is like, we don't know exactly what moves he was behind or how big his head got. Like I've heard back, you know, f- um, you know, f- from uh, people who are on the inside who have said that, you know, they're, they are so involved in everything. Like some players are like, I've never seen a GM and owner this involved on the sidelines during practices. So they're hand- very hands-on. So they feel like they, you know, they, they did something. So, I mean, like, I, I respect them for getting a Super Bowl, but it's a uh, it's a it's a part where that they they have to like, you know, like start developing the culture. Um, it's kudos to the 2019 class because them guys are hitting right now. Uh, between Sweat, Avante, Malata, the guys are uh, you know becoming the foundation of this team. But now, I mean, this with the three picks, I I, I strongly. There's a lot of talent there for them to, to, to scoop up. Um, we have money. Um, we can easily acquire some some free agents in here. Yeah, uh, like going on that comment, like who would you rather have? We'll say Mike Williams, Allen Robinson, or Calvin Ridley because you, I know you're hearing those rumors too. You know, I you know the the, the Bama connection's nice. Uh, he's he's also a route guy. Devontae is admire his routes um, as an Alabama wide receiver. He dealt with some mental issues last year. Um, what is that going to cost you? Uh, are you willing to give up a – I mean, it's not nor- It's not normal that a wide receiver takes off a whole year because of mental – you know, I'm not no, – of mental health issues, but – No, totally uh, understand, but Tom made a good point. He said at our last episode, he said, hey – not knocking anything on mental health, but same thing you just said. It's not normal that some guy takes a whole year off of an NFL season. Like, that's like a big deal because that's stats. These guys really, really care about, you know, their long term effect. Um, that graph on the right, just to show you guys what Devontae did. But yeah, it, it's really interesting to see, like, what he did. It's definitely a different beast. Social media these days is like very hands on. Like, I don't know how these players do it. Like you, 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 you guys get some troll comments here. So somebody, you know, and you start, you think about that shit all day. Meanwhile, you, meanwhile, these guys get death threats in their DMS. Um, Oh, you turn on the radio and people are screaming about you and you have one bad day and you're, you're kicked out of the city base. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, you have to realize that these guys are fam like regular dudes and, it's funny because we were we were at the Washington game and we ended up meeting Sirianni and Slay and a whole bunch of we met a whole bunch of dudes and then we were there with Jay Jaw and his mom and you you look at the you think Jay Jaw and the meme with the umbrella when you realize that you know it was taken out of con like that whole scenario was taken out of con but like when you see mom and son moment you're like dude this is just regular dude having a moment with his mom and like we you know he was all appreciative that we gave his mom some space to come on in. We were, you know, boxing people out for her. But you just re- you realize the regular dudes, but then, you know, the next week he drops the ball and you're just like, ah. It, it, but it's, yeah. yeah, you know, you're just trying to, like, realize that these guys, there's a human side to these dudes, you know, like 
Yeah. Well, we, you know how our fans are. Like, we're, we got to the point that we're booing our own players like Rager while he's about to catch a punt. And I've been a punt returner. Like, I realized is you're, you're super focused. No crap. Like, I had never – I don't think I've seen that. I don't think I've seen that ever. Eagle fans booing. Every no, time they I feel bad for Rager, like it sucks, man. Like, like it. I don't. This graphic. The reason I made this scale is not because I think Rager sucks. I think Rager actually has the potential. I just think with mental health and everything, and this city, I think it's over. It's tough. It's, it's tough. It's a tough city to play for. And after this, like, like look at Devontae's face in this. He knows. Like Rager's throwing his hands up, and Devontae's like, "I feel bad for you because you're about to hear shit." from the city like he knows what he got himself into when he was drafted here he's like he's like all right i better catch everything because if i don't catch one ball even if it's like a you know second down or something in the second quarter i'm gonna hear it you know what i mean but but Devonte, i mean Devonte's a, a serial killer like he he's <laughs> look, he's icing his vein like i met him at the autism challenge and you know, i was just for sitting in the parking lot and i'm looking at all these people like Y'all don't know that's Devontae Smith. Like, I'm going up to talk to him. And uh, very chill, very cool, just calm and collected. But, like, he is a guy who's, like, he wants the ball 100% of the time from his freshman year on. Like, he, uh, national championship, he's making big plays. That's in his DNA. Like, his competitive nature is not like the rest of the guys on the roster. I think it's great to be around a guy like Devontae. Um, like, he's just – Man, like it's it takes a lot for me. He was the guy that I wanted. Like he was the guy. That was my number yeah. one. Uh, so we too. got him. You know, and here we are with the oh, oh, like now our Eagle fans are seeing what it looks like. What does a wide receiver one look like that we drafted look like? Toe drag swag, all of that, and a bag of chips uh, with the dip. This guy's <laughs> he, he's flossing on on and off the field. That's the very difficult combo to. Uh, Come up with that. And yeah, you hit no, I... on the head, Gail. That was our that was our game ball of the week with Devontae Smith. You took the words out of my mouth, but moving on. What did you say there, Declan? What did you say about Devontae Smith? You guys wanted him, you Giants fans. How could you not? Are you kidding me? Oh, I mean, look I at the guy. And well, I mean, granted, he probably wouldn't have scored a touchdown just like Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Tony, yeah. but I mean, it would still have been nice to have him on the roster, you know. I mean, nobody to throw it to, but. That's life. That's back. I mean, like, the thing at the end of the day is this guy's a baller. I think whatever team he plays on, he's going to make an impact. Uh, and Eagles fans and, you know, Devontae Smith's mom, if God forbid you're watching on Gail's channel, we're very happy to have your son. He is a baller. He's a great personality. And I think he's a model of what you want the Philadelphia Eagles to stand for. He's a good person on and off the field. And that says a lot nowadays. I think Devontae, you know, you hear about him, and on the weekends, Devontae isn't partying. He isn't going to bars and stuff. He's Call out there Duty. studying film. And he playing Call of Duty. Duty. <laughs> Beast. I, I, the funny thing is, this dude is our age. And like, he is. I feel old like, now, Jack. Stop. Like like Gail <laughs> said, like, they're, they're human beings too. Yes, they're, you know, great athletes, but at the same time, you know, they're at home playing Call of Duty, playing Madden. Like, they are a normal person, um, which is pretty cool. Uh, so I was asking his mom. I said, um, I was like, I heard that story about him keeping his old car. He's got, like, an old, like, Honda Accord. And he, he, he got some drip 
but he still has the Honda Accord. Um, but you know, besides buying his mom a house, he really hasn't really balled out with his his, his money or anything. But that's the kind of he, like a regular dude, man. Very humble. Um, I I met I uh, met up with his um his mentor, his barber. They call him Big Unk. So he, you know, talking to him about you know just Devante, just just telling about the stories about him, you know, them them sleeping in a pickup truck. You know, going to all these practices and like driving them up and up and down to all these different um, camps and stuff. Just hearing those stories is like so dope. Um, he, his his, his uh, big unk is actually a big sneakerhead, so I'm making him a pair of custom shoes. So you do custom shoes? Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a couple back here. There's if a, you guys are looking, hit this guy up. I might yeah, have to ask you. Yeah. Oh, I like those for a pair yeah. because those I love my bands. I like to wear the Vans Classics, the low cuts, like them. Oh, oh my God. That's oh. clean. <laughs> you got a. looking for somebody. You right know, here. Little, little. Oh, you got the Nikes too. Yeah. I do Jordans. I do a little bit of everything. But um, I got some some ideas for Trey Thomas in the works. <laughs> I, I did a pair for Quez Watkins. Oh, Avante shit. Maddox. Avante Maddox has a pair. Rick, Rick, Rick Lovato. Yeah. Yeah, the long snapper. Yeah, man. I, I had a art piece of artwork that I just got, a Devontae Smith artwork that just came in from you, you know the girl that does the uh artwork for the Sixers? She's like it's like cartoon characters. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It just came in. I was looking at it earlier. I was just like if I can find it, I'll, I'll I was trying to find it when I was off camera. <laughs> I was like that's, that's why I got up. You, I, I saw you get up. I'm like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> but it's sick. It's sick. Give me, give me, give me one second. Talk amongst yourselves, dude. If I could oh, afford dude. shoes, man. Um, real quick, before we wrap up, um, I want to definitely show what Gail's about to bring. But look at that artwork in the back. That artwork is sick. I definitely have the same thing of Brian Dawkins right here in the back. But I definitely want to thank him for coming out. Fall Fourth and John. If you guys aren't, check us out on YouTube and Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We out here. We grinding. You guys already know. Did you find it? You guys, you, miss it? you guys miss me? Yeah, of course. Miss it. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Hold on. I'm going to give you the full screen. Hold on. Oh, that's Ooh. clean. That's real clean. That's that's dope, man. I yeah, that's awesome. Like I like that a lot. So hopefully, hopefully, uh, his big unk is isn't watching. So I'm gonna surprise him with this piece of art. I got two. I got one. I got the one for myself too. Oh, okay. Oh, you good. Call. Get one. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, well, Devonte will be here for a while, but I mean, without further ado, we just gotta wrap up because Warzone's got another show after this. But I want to thank everybody for coming through tonight. Want to thank Jackson for coming through, aka Jordan. Want to thank Declan, our Giants fan, for coming through, and of course, I want to thank Fourth and John, co-founder. Gail Sanders, diehard Eagles fan. We're definitely going to come up to your uh, tailgate next year. Appreciate and, uh, y'all. Appreciate y'all. Of a beautiful friendship. Yeah. Round of applause. But we usually say do the honors and hit the outro. So if you want, Gail, do the honors. Do the honors. Am I, am I supposed to say something? Hit the outro. Tell us, tell us hit the outro. Yo, hit the outro.